Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. Uh, back from vacation, Christian Clemente here, joined by Philip Dukes. A little bit of a recruiting podcast as recruiting is set to open up and get busy here again for about a week before it goes dead again. That last week in July, the recruiting calendar opens up, and that's obviously when Auburn will have its Big Cat weekend that they've been doing for since the Gene Chizik era. Before we get into that, um, guys, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube already, make sure to do that down below. It's totally free. It doesn't cost you anything. We're about 20 subscribers away from 7,000, so we're making the push there. And also, if you're not over at AuburnUndercover.com, check us out over there because everything that we're saying on this show, we've already talked about more in depth on the site. We'll have a ton of coverage leading into Big Cat this week. Obviously, a ton of coverage of Big Cat live updates. We're all going to be there. Jason will be there. Nathan's even going to be over there helping us out with recruiting. So we're going to have a ton of stuff over there. Um, and I think the promo right now is you can get a dollar for a month. Um, and then from there, it kind of goes into the average or the normal rate, I should say. So definitely check us out over there. With that being said, Dukes, let's just hop right into it. Because before Big Cat even gets rolling, uh, five-star, 24-7 sports composite five-star. He's a four-star in the 24-7 sports rankings. But the, the industry-generated composite has him as a five-star. Linebacker Demarcus Riddick is making his quote-unquote final decision this upcoming Wednesday, his mom's birthday um, on the 26th. He's been committed to Georgia since, uh, I believe it's last November, um, but Auburn and Alabama have both worked to try and flip him. Now it looks like a flip is inevitable. Whether or not it's Auburn-Alabama is kind of the question. Now Georgia's, I don't want to say 100% out of the picture, but they're almost entirely out of the picture. So Auburn or Alabama going into Wednesday and Dukes were recording this late Friday night. What's your feeling Friday night kind of on where <clears throat> Auburn's chances here? I think Auburn has a better than good chance to get rid of uh, everything that I'm hearing from Intel. doesn't matter if it's from coaching staffs to uh, people close at the high school. It doesn't matter. I keep hearing how much Riddick has taken to the recruit, the recruiting efforts of the uh, Tigers. Um, I think Auburn has a really good shot. Uh, he's the type of player that can be the crown jewel of your recruiting class. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't care of who had him as a two star, one star. Doesn't matter. This is a football player. He's one of those guys that when you see a linebacker, you see an edge rusher, you see he could play a, a multitude of positions. He could actually help you at all three levels of the defense. He's fast enough to go play uh, to play a tight end and pass coverage. He's strong enough to hold up against a guard if they run power on the edge. I mean, there's a he, he can literally do anything. He's that type of athlete. He reminds me of Quay Rousseau, who uh, committed to Alabama last year, uh, as far as that, that, that just one of those freakish athletes. And I think right now, I think Auburn holds a slight edge over Alabama. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go either to either three of the schools. It could go Georgia. Could go Bama. You you just don't know when it comes to a player of this caliber. Uh, I like Cam Coleman. Uh, you just don't know what would happen. Everybody felt good about Auburn uh, going into a Cam Coleman surprise decision. So uh, with I have a, a bit of cautious optimism. If I were to uh, make that a, a term, I would say be cautiously optimistic uh, when you consider Riddick and the Auburn Tigers. But I think there is plenty of reason for optimism. Yeah, Dukes, I think you summed up everything there perfectly. Uh, I want to start with how you talked about him as a player, because to be honest, I hadn't really watched much of Demarcus Riddick until he arrived um, on Auburn's campus over the summer for one of those seven-on-seven -seven camps. 
Um, and I'm trying to you know scan the field, see where he's at. First play, he's lined up as a matched up as a man corner. Next right. play, they have him slotted inside as a nickel, back him up as a safety, put him in at linebacker. He was moving all around and he was doing it really, really well. Now at the college level, obviously he projects as a linebacker, and that's where Auburn's recruiting him at. But he can do a lot there. Even if you want to put him out at jack linebacker for a play or two and have him rush the passer, he can really do it all. And I totally agree with what you said about um, just how this recruitment has gone. It's been, uh, I, I would agree with you. You know, I put Riddick in my second mock class um, when I put that out. I guess it was at the beginning of July. So it's been a couple weeks now. I felt like Auburn, th- there was reason to be cautiously optimistic, as you said, about Auburn's chances. But when it comes to these recruitments, you obviously are always believe it when you see it a little bit, um, especially with Auburn's history in these recruitments. But he's someone that's responded really well to Auburn dating all the way back to when this new Auburn staff came in. Um, I remember Jason, I went to go and see him play a basketball game in January uh, up against a guy, Malcolm Simmons, who we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, and we talked to DeMarcus. And at that point, in all honesty, I had never talked to DeMarcus Riddick before because Auburn hadn't, the old staff hadn't recruited him at all. Uh, but the new staff came in, recruited him pretty heavily. Auburn picks up some kind of early momentum towards a potential flip. Alabama offers him, I think right after kind of, I think it was after junior day when Riddick visited for that huge junior day in January. Alabama gets some momentum. He goes and visits Alabama for their 8A game. Um, the, the video comes out of him riding around with Nick Saban in the car. Um, and Auburn fans kind of chalked it up at that point. But Auburn staff certainly did not. Got him back on campus twice in June, once for that official visit and once for that seven-on-seven visit um, or the camp. And then he visited a little bit throughout that day as well. And both of those visits went really well. And from that point on, it's felt like Auburn's been in a good spot. You know, we'll see what happens. He'll announce on Wednesday. Don't have a time there yet. Um, He says final decision. I don't think any of the schools will stop recruiting necessarily, but from – getting to know DeMarcus Riddick a little bit, I do get the sense that this will be a pretty final decision. Um, I don't think he will be super interested in going to visit elsewhere. I think he's pretty well done with the recruiting process. And Dukes, the last thing I want to talk about with DeMarcus Riddick, you know, this is something that you reported on several weeks before anyone had it. Um, You know, you had heard that it looked likely that DeMarcus Riddick would be a big cat, or you heard that it was a, a possibility or a strong possibility. I forget how you phrased it. Um, and then a couple weeks later, he confirmed to me, like, hey, I'm, I'm planning to be a big cat, which is noteworthy um, because big cat is on the 29th and he's decided on the 26th. The Dukes, I just kind of want to get your opinion on that. Uh, my thought is that it's not a guarantee. That's what we've kind of been saying the whole time. But it does maybe give you a little bit of extra hope that he says he's planning to be there. Because if he commits to Alabama or if he sticks with Georgia on the 26th, he's not going to be a big cat. Yeah, I agree. Um, so leading up to when I, I kind of when I first reported it, I had heard from a couple of different sources that uh, the recruitment was going really well, and they weren't from Auburn. It was uh, other schools that were saying, "Man, you know, Auburn's keeping us up at night when it comes to uh, Riddick." And by the time I heard that uh, he had turned down one of those schools for their weekend, I said, "Okay, it's a pretty good chance he's coming to Auburn." Um, I never wanted to confirm it. Uh, I had some pretty good sources on that one. But what I will say is that uh, you never know, right? Um, he, today, he could fully be planning on coming to Big Cat. Tuesday night, he could have a change of heart. And, you know, it, this is this is the nature of recruiting. 
Yep. Uh, I think last year I got a crash course in it. Uh, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm very, very cautious about things I say, and I make sure I word them really precisely. Like, hey, I'm not sure if he's coming. I can't confirm it. But uh, a little birdie told me that he would, and I and uh, that little birdie has been right more times than not. So uh, what I what I will say is the fact that he's just going this deep in this recruitment. Let's just let's. Uh, I think last year, let's talk about the Quay Russo and uh, James Smith package. They visited a, a million times to Auburn. They came to Auburn, but there was never any real sense that they were really considering coming to Auburn. Like it always felt like they were going to Alabama it, it, for whatever reason. This feels different. This feels like, okay, this is the, could be one of the ones to turn the tide. We felt the same way when Joseph Phillips committed. It was all Georgia, 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 leading up into it. Uh, you know, midnight hour, uh, change of heart. He's an, and he committed to the Tigers. So I think this could be one of those same things where you just want to be cautiously optimistic, as we keep saying. But I, I if, if if it's me, I feel really good about Auburn's chances with also knowing that it is recruiting and anything could change. But I think the fact that he was willing to get on record with you um, and you guys, from, you know, from what I know, you guys have built a pretty good relationship as far as being an athlete and a reporter uh, as good as can be in those two situations. Uh, I think that I – when he told you, I think he was telling the truth. Uh, it, it, it lined up with what I said. And um, I think we'll know on Wednesday where he'll be on the 29th, right? Yeah. Yes. No, 100%. And speaking of cautiously optimistic, uh, we're going to transition. We're, we're going to touch on a couple big names for Big Cat. Uh, we're going to do a more in-depth show. I might even – we might even do a live show Friday night or something like that before Big Cat on Saturday. Um, depending on time and we'll kind of figure it out, but we'll definitely have another podcast of some sort before big cat, but to kind of get you ready now that it's exactly a week away, um, we're going to touch on some big names and the biggest one that's going to be there confirmed to be there. And one that you obviously have to be cautiously optimistic with is five-star Alabama wide receiver commit Perry Thompson, who, you know, to be honest, I didn't really think we would know until July 29th where he would be on July 29th because Alabama does have a fan an event that day as well. It's not as big as Big Cat. They don't necessarily advertise it quite like Big Cat, but it's still an event. Um, I know Ryan Williams is planning to be there. Um, some of their guys, you know, they're planning to have a decent little group there. Um, so it's it's noteworthy that Perry Thompson is planning to be there. And I personally didn't expect to know where he was going to be until that day. That was until he tweeted out um, a couple weeks ago, I'm planning to be at Big Cat, which is noteworthy because he's uh, he's another guy who it's Auburn or Alabama for him. He wants to have a final decision, quote unquote, before his senior season. And now Auburn might get the last crack at him there on the 29th. And this is a guy that Dukes, it feels like Auburn has picked up some momentum with. The way I've put it is 50-50. He even said they're neck and neck after his official visit. Maybe 51-49 Auburn. But again, it's one of those you're, you believe it when you see it. Uh, but Auburn's hoping that they see it on the 29th. So I think the biggest thing is uh, the reason that my, my reason for optimism when it comes to these uh, more highly uh, ranked players that we haven't seen a lot of success with in, uh, in the recent history with, with Auburn is you actually have a coach that has a reputation for landing five stars. Hugh Freeze has a reputation for landing guys of this caliber. Like if you go back to what he was able to do with Ole Miss um, in, a recru in recruiting, 
And even when he had four stars that were five-star caliber, and I think uh, the evaluation process and the amount of time that Coach Hugh Freeze puts in the recruiting personally, it's so much easier, uh, according to a lot of guys that I know in the industry, it is so much easier when you have a head coach that's just as willing to pick up the phone as you are. It's not a a take him the phone, a take him the phone situation. And what I mean by that is you have position coaches that may be going up. I've heard a situation where a position coach may have been going up against a guy like Kirby Smart. Okay, well, you got a good position coach, but if Kirby Smart's calling you, then who you think you're, you're kind of going to pick up the phone first for? And then and uh, I've heard times where they say, okay, well, you know, we got to take him the phone, get the kid on the phone and run it down to the head coach. That's the only way you're going to get him on the phone. Well, that doesn't happen with Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is very proactive. He knows the guys that he wants. I've heard that on multiple fronts. If you, you can even go look at the interviews and you'll see where people are just like where, where, where recruits are saying, I talk to Coach Freeze. Coach Freeze is my guy. Coach Freeze calls, you know, or I call talk to Coach Freeze, whatever, however it goes. You've seen it over time and time again. And I think that uh, that's why I feel like Auburn has a pretty good shot at a guy like Perry Thompson, an offensive guy, somebody who – has a frame similar to a DK Metcalf uh, or AJ Brown or somebody who, who's more of that muscular, more physical player that Hugh Freeze has, has, has built a reputation for being able to highlight, whether it be even an Evan Ingram, who was a tight end slash receiver, that same big body mismatch type guy, where you're you don't have to just keep him on the outside. You can put him in a slide and create some mismatch, some mismatches. And I think Perry Thompson is that type of player. Um the players at Auburn feel really, really good about him. I mean, don't ask Damari Austin. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask Damari. Like, yeah, he's going like, to – so uh, I think there's reason for optimism. I think he really enjoyed his visits from what I hear, and I just think that that's another one to be – you got to feel better about Auburn recruiting as a whole because these are guys that you just know that you have a shot at getting. And I think uh, it's just an exciting time to be a part – to cover Auburn recruiting for one. And I, and I can imagine for anybody who's just a fan how, how exciting it is, especially a fan of recruiting. Yeah, Dukes, let's touch on one more five-star here. Um, this is a guy that you know a lot more about than I do, so I'm not going to intro it too much. Um, K.J. Bolden had a report on him on Friday, um, courtesy of our guy Ben Wolk over Dogs 247. He went to go talk with him. Um, he talked to Auburn a little bit. He talked about how Hugh Freeze wanted to get that last visit before he commits, and K.J. said, you know what, I got you, I'll do it. Um, so he'll be a big cat before he announces a commitment on uh, August 5th, I believe it is. Georgia, Florida State, Ohio State are kind of, I think, the three leaders with Alabama um, in the mix there and Auburn trying to make up some ground. Um, Dukes, I personally view this one as a long shot for August 5th, but maybe if you can still keep involved a little bit um, going into signing day, you can make something happen. But as you've said, you you never know. Maybe Big Cat Weekend changes things. Yeah, I think what you want to do is, is close ground here. Uh, I, I seriously doubt um, I've got a pretty good relationship with some people close to him. I seriously doubt that the recruitment shuts down on August 5th. I think that uh, there was a plan for him to come to the Auburn-Georgia game, and I think he's still going I think he's going to honor that regardless of where he goes. I think he'll be at Auburn-Georgia, especially if he has a good Big Cat weekend. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a time for uh, – do I think Auburn will get the pledge on August 5th? Probably not. Not right now. I just don't feel like they will. Do I feel like him having a relationship with uh, Coach Freeze to say, 
Coach Freeze said, hey, come see me one more time before you go. I want the last visit regardless. You're going on the fifth, I want the last one. And him saying, all right, you got it. no problem. I got you, Coach. And uh, he didn't have to do that. There's, there's, there, there's not a school in the country that doesn't want K.J. Bolden on campus that weekend. So to get him in Auburn, you can say you're practicing. Or, I don't, I don't care. It's it's, it's a big deal. Uh, you got other safety uh, options, right? I mean, he's a guy you make room for. Uh, he's a weapon. You can use him on both sides of the field. And he's the type of guy that if you're going to recruit hard and you're going to, and then and I can't reiterate this enough. At least now you know that if you get a guy like this on campus, he's going to be recruited and recruited well. Top to bottom, you know that the head man is going to recruit him just as hard as the position coach and the analyst and uh, and the staff. So just the fact that a five-star wants to come to Auburn on this weekend, I think is huge in itself. Um, he could have used this to go back to Florida State. He could have used this to go Ohio State, Florida State. All of these schools in his top five have a weekend. He gave it to Auburn. So I think that's huge. Um uh, and you never know. He has a really good relationship with Jalen Crawford, which I think people underestimate. They're really good friends. Uh, also really good friends with Ken Lee. The only thing about it is with a, with a, with a player of Bolden's caliber, he's good friends with everybody. Everybody loves him, <laughs> right? But, uh, no, he he, he and uh, he, Jalen, and uh, Ken Lee uh, all were secondary for a couple of length for the last couple of years. They really do have a, uh, a special relationship. So we'll see. And uh, I don't even I don't know if you uh, noticed that uh, uh, Jalen and uh, Damari, excuse me, when Jalen Crawford committed, Damari and Kane were there uh, that week. Hmm. And uh, what they ended up doing was uh, calling KJ. Right? Well, KJ was there, but uh, this first thing they wanted to do, KJ, KJ, like you know, like like it was a big deal. So. Um, yeah, I just think it's one of those things that you can't underestimate. But I wouldn't I, – I would put it at Auburn's chances at about 20%, 1 in 5 if, if to, to land him on August 5th. Yeah, you, you like to get him there. You hope maybe – you know, maybe you do flip a guy like Perry Thompson to Big Cat and then KJ gets caught up in the excitement. And maybe you can – maybe you can pull something off. But this – I think we both agree this is kind of a long-term play. Get him on campus as much as possible. See what can happen in December. Um, one of the big dogs – probably the biggest guy that's going to be there, DeAndre Carter, uh, massive offensive lineman out of California. I believe he's listed around 6'4", 6'5", 340. Um, he officially visited in June, which kind of came out of nowhere. USC was a pretty big perceived favorite, um, and he had an official visit scheduled to go see the Trojans. He had been there a lot from that area, obviously. He ends up canceling that visit to go to Auburn. He also officially visits Michigan State, and he plans to be in Texas in September – but Auburn's hoping to close uh, close the deal before he can even get to Texas. Um, the visit goes so well in June that Auburn's able to get him back for Big Cat Weekend, which is pretty notable because getting from California all the way to Auburn is not easy, especially on your own dime, which is what you have to do when it comes to Big Cat Weekend because it's not an official visit. The school doesn't pay for it. So, Dukes, this was this is one that I hadn't known about for a while, had to sit on it for a little bit, and then, got to uh, write about it earlier this week at media days that he was in fact visiting. And it's, it, it's, it's Auburn's top guy right now, kind of along the O-line as, as some guys like Daniel Calhoun and Preston Talmua, some other guys have come off the board. All of a sudden the pressure is pretty high on Auburn to try and land DeAndre Carter. And 
seems like things are going pretty well there right now. Yeah, I think um, I really like Auburn's chances with Carter. Um, I think that and, – and so what I heard about him in uh, USC was that he was feeling pressured to commit then. Auburn has just been hanging in uh, slow and steady, just chopping wood, staying in the recruitment, uh, making it known that, uh, you know, the SEC is the best football you can play. There aren't a lot of other SEC schools in on Carter, and that's – just because a lot of these guys, you know, you're not a lot of guys in the southeast aren't recruiting California. So, but with uh, Coach Ben A's uh, experience on the West Coast, I think that's allowed Auburn to open up some doors that they probably wouldn't have previously. Uh, huge kid, huge upside, uh, a guy that if you want to play him on the inside, he could probably play right away. Maybe, you know, maybe a little more seasoning to play tackle, but he's a guy that you have to – he's a guy that Auburn has to have. Um, and I think if I would have made one prediction, I would probably say – if I made a crystal ball, which I kind of stay away from a little bit, but I would say uh, I would put in the crystal ball for, De- uh, for DeAndre. Speaking of crystal balls, this is the last guy we're going to talk about. Malcolm Simmons, um, Steve Wiltfon, 24-7 Sports' is director of recruiting – put in a crystal ball earlier this week for Auburn to land Malcolm Simmons. Um, that's something that I've kind of been toying with the idea of for a little while now. Uh, the in-state receiver camped at Auburn in June, and all of a sudden when Cam Coleman committed Texas A&M, uh, it, it opened Malcolm Simmons' chances to join the class quicker, I guess I should say. Auburn never stopped recruiting Malcolm Simmons, and they were kind of, I don't want to say slow playing because that gets a bad connotation, but they, they were waiting a little bit there. Um, and all this, you know, they're not done recruiting Cam Coleman either, but the idea of taking four receivers, um, with that being Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons, Perry Thompson, and Cam Coleman is something that Auburn has always been open to. Now that Cam Coleman is off the board, at least for right now, committed to AM, Malcolm Simmons is in a pretty good spot to join the class. I think there's a pretty decent chance that can happen at Big Cat on Saturday. Um, and Dukes, this is one of the most explosive athletes in the class. I don't even want to say receivers because he could play DB. Auburn recruited him as a DB first before they started recruiting him as a wide receiver. He's just a freak athlete. And, you know, he's, he's people thought when Auburn took Bryce Kane, that might be the end of Malcolm Simmons's chances, but Malcolm's listed around six foot. He's all a six foot when you see him in person. And he's so athletic that you can play him outside. It's not like you're taking another slot guy with Bryce Kane on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, when you see his shoulders, you see somebody who um, who can take up space, who can uh, control a block on the perimeter, somebody that you won't be afraid to put out there. So I definitely think that uh, Malcolm Simmons will be a great haul. I do think you'll see them uh, push for Malcolm Simmons to commit at Big Cat. And I think that you'll see Auburn, uh, for the season, you'll see Auburn go on a run. Similar, maybe a little bit lighter scale of what Florida did recently. But you'll see dominoes start to fall into place where Auburn could gain about 10 to 12 spots in a, uh, in a recruiting rankings because they're starting to take actual commitments from guys who are have decent, really, really decent rankings, right? But, you know, Auburn's been waiting on other guys and making sure they stuck to their board as much as possible. And I, and I give kudos to the Tigers because they aren't panicking. You've got uh, classes in the SEC that may be ranked higher, but they're take, they've got 21 commitments from guys who are ranked 86 or below. So, uh, yeah, if you just want to run – if you just want to go strictly based off of the rankings, 
then yeah, Auburn has a lot has left a lot to be desired. But when it comes to recruiting your board and trusting your evaluation, I don't think there are many schools in the uh, in in the country that do it better than Auburn. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there, Dukes. Um, guys, like I said, definitely head over to AuburnUndercover.com because we covered you know we covered Riddick pretty in depth. But in terms of the Big Cat visitor list, we covered a small fraction of what we already have as the run-in visitor list, and you know, we're still a week out. Names are still going to get added. Um, maybe some names will get removed as well. We'll see what happens. But the list is pretty massive. It is going to be a very fun weekend at Big Cat. And that, that's not even the full week. I mean, Kamarion Franklin is going to be on campus, I think, on the 26th and 27th uh, for an well, overnight visit. opens up, right? I think it's like the first or the second day, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, it might open up on the 25th. Whatever it is, it's somewhere right in there. He'll be, he'll there, be there shortly. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, he'll be there shortly after it opens up. Auburn will get other guys on campus over the next week or so because this is their this is their last chance of the summer to get guys on campus, try and land some more commitments before it goes dead again for the month of August, and then it'll open up again, obviously, for the season. But should be a fun week, should be a fun weekend. We'll be back on here for a podcast or a live show. We'll do something, podcast, live show, YouTube-related, whatever it is, uh, before Big Cat, and obviously we'll have coverage after it as well. So definitely make sure to check us out over at auburnundercover.com and we will catch